Greetings, amigops, and top teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. This week, as every week, I am joined by our lovely co-host, Kyle. Kyle is bringing the topic this week. I don't know what the hell the topic is, but we will be discussing it, we will be debating it vigorously, and by the end of this week's episode, hopefully somewhere before like an hour and a half, we'll see, we will have a definitive Top Ten on that topic. So Kyle, what are we talking about this week? So this week we are doing a not a spin-off but a cousin of a Ooh. podcast we've done before. If you Ooh. remember we did one for your birthday, we did the top 10 mics or Michaels yes. out there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that kind of podcast. I thought, well, we could do that for a different kind of name. What's another common name we could do? And then I remembered it was a topic ready made for us because currently on the interwebs in the last couple of years there's been an active engagement oh. discussing the relative <laughs> rankings of various Chris's. Yes. The Chris Wars, I believe they're known as. The Chris Wars is the is the term that people have given this particular skirmish. So we're going to be taking the Chris Wars and settling them once and for all, and also expanding them to include 10 Chris's. Okay. And I think it's important to note that this is Chris Wars 2018, because I think yes. this could change. I think this is, this is a very fluid list, but we're going to be doing it as of right now. We're recording this on December the 11th, 2018. As of right now, this is the, this will be the definitive ranking of Chris's. Okay, so my number one most important question is, it's around Christmas time. Are fictional, or at least purportedly <laughs> fictional Chris's, like our good friend Chris Kringle... Like, is Chris Kringle in the running? Chris King- Chris Kringle is not in the running. I have excluded fictional Chris's. Or purportedly fictional. Or purportedly fictional Chris's. All okay. of the Chris's on my list are confirmed to exist. Okay. In real life. All right, so here's my second question, which I think I know the answer to. Chris, we are including variations like Christoph, Christobal, Christoforo. Hmm. I'm including Christopher's. I did not think of Christoph. Okay. If we are including Kristoffs, there's someone that's going to be high on this list. Okay. I think we should include Kristoffs. Okay. Let me just change um, this list up real quick. All right. Here's <laughs> here's my last question. <laughs> living. Uh, yes, they must be living. I have a list okay. of Christophers or Chris's that hopefully shall rest in peace forevermore that will be discussed in our honorable mention section, but do not make our list. Okay. So we are doing... Confirmed, real, alive, close variants on the name Christopher. Yeah. So to also be clear, we would not be including somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo because that's Christian. Is that fair to say? Yeah, cr- precisely. There's you will not find Cristiano Ronaldo on this list or in the honorable mentions or in the Even not top three. Theoretically, Cristiano could be yeah. nicknamed Chris. It's a Christopher. It's too far We're talking off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's a good distinction to me. I'm okay. glad we've got some specificity. So, in that note, what am I basing this on? Some things I'm taking into account. Number one, attractiveness. That's a big one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> that's number one on my list. Number two, body of work. So, I'm taking mm-hmm. into account a Chris's entire body of work with a lot of uh, weight given to recent work. Yes. And just general relevance. So that goes hand in hand with recent work. Like you could be uh, an all-time great Chris, but what have you done for me lately? We're talking about Chris Wars 2018. Does that make sense? Is that fair, you think? I think that makes perfect sense. So here's here's another question. I think, is it safe to say that the way you've thought about this list will skew towards the actual Chris Wars that are that are raging in the pop culture right now, like the the actor Chris's, would that would that be a group that gets a lot of weight in this list? I don't want to spoil too much, but the top of our list is pretty heavily weighted towards the Chris's you hear about a lot. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd I'd love to get into it. Well, okay, then I'll do number ten. Number ten is a Chris by the name of Chris Rock. <laughs> now. <laughs> Chris Rock, I think, as recently as maybe two weeks ago, just dropped a ver- his very own Netflix comedy special. Mm-hmm. So he's relevant. He's around. He's doing stuff. Yep. He's getting up there a little bit in years. 
I wouldn't say I'm attracted to him as much as I am to some of the other guys on this list. Yep. He's still funny. He's still, I haven't watched his Netflix special, but he's still got it. He's coming in at number 10 just because he's a little, I think he's a little past his, he's a little past like the golden age of Chris Rock. I think that that's generally fair. I think it's hard for a guy who came up by being controversial to keep that up for the entirety of a career. Like that's, that's the thing. If controversy and being innovative are your thing, it's hard to create controversy and innovate on what you've already done. So I think from a career standpoint, he's, he's basically, I would say he's the elder statesman of stand up comedy, right? Like him and Jerry Seinfeld are, he's are kind of, he's one of them. Absolutely. And like him, Dave Chappelle, I, I was going to say he and Dave Chappelle are like the, the cornerstones of yeah. not just black comedy, but like, like two of the, the greatest stand up comics like active yeah. right now, for sure. Ab- Absolutely. So he's from a career standpoint, he's he's at the top of the mountain looking down on a great career that he had. I will say, though, from a looks point of view, while I think his his baseline looks are not as high as perhaps some of the other Chris's we'll be discussing here. He has really embraced the longer hairdo in recent Mm. years, and it has done him favors. He's also put on he also put on a couple pounds, which I think he needed. Yeah, he's, it's a good look. It's good look. I think for me, I just like, it's a little jarring to see it because he he does have a bit, it's a different look. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm partial towards his older one is all. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's interesting to see a guy who at a certain phase of his career looks so different. George Clooney, I think, has undergone a similar transformation where it's not just that he looks like he's developed or gotten older. He actually has a very different look now than he did in his 40s you think so yeah well because he's got the beard is such a big yeah. part of it his hair is so much longer and i also think i don't know if george clooney's just kind of got a different skin regimen he's his skin tone is different like he just he looks like a different guy darker you mean no i think he looks lighter george hmm. clooney seems to have like i think it's because his uh stubble isn't as dark so like when i look at george clooney now he's just he used to be tall dark and handsome he's now like he's just sophisticated and suave and i think that chris rock has sort of undergone a similar transformation looks wise wow so i would i like to think that this phase of chris rock's career gets his points have sort of shifted he probably gets fewer comedy points than he would have 10 years ago but i also think he gets more looks points that's fair. I like I like it. I like you standing for for Chris Rock a little bit here. Yeah, and it should be said this is no slight to Chris Rock. This is a very lengthy list of Chris's we have here. Wait, till yeah, this get, is a stacked list. Wait till I get to the honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to number nine for the time being. Yes, number nine is a Christopher, good old fashioned Christopher. He is, well, I think, I think one of the greatest actors active right now. He goes by the name of Christopher Walken. <laughs> now. He is a weird looking motherfucker. <laughs> that is true. He gets no looks points. So he, that's an, it's negative points for Chris Walken. Yes. I mean, he's a distinct look, distinct looking person, but to say that he's a looker is probably a stretch. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's become, he's kind of transcended his acting career in a way. Just oh, yes. In the way that like he just takes any role he has and just turns it into Christopher Walken. Like, did you see, um, did you see the jungle book that came out? Okay. I was going to say, so there are probably, there's probably a world of examples where Christopher Walken was Christopher Walken on screen. No example stands out as blatantly as this one. Ho, uh, man cub, let me see that fire. I want to walk like you. Ho! (laughs) (laughs) It is ridiculous. Also, that was a terrific Kyle as Kevin Spacey as Christopher Walken voice there. (laughs) That is one of the weirdest ones. So one of the joys of that movie for me was that I don't think I knew the casting. Mm. I want to say... I want to say I knew Ben Kingsley was Bagheera, and I think that was it. And really? so, you yes. probably and knew so, that Bill Murray was Baloo. 
I probably did, but I'm not certain yeah, that I did. Right. I know for sure that I did not expect Christopher Walken's voice to come out but of uh, King Louie. as soon as it did, you were like, oh shit, Chris Walken's in this movie. It was no question. And right. I also had no question as to whether King Louie would adopt the personality of Christopher Walken. I felt very certain of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's become... He's become a, an entity in, unto himself, yeah. which I really, really enjoy. And I just like watching movies that he's in. Yeah. So uh, that's, <laughs> I never get enough of him in, uh, uh, Catch Me If You Can. Where are you going tonight, Frank? Is it somewhere exotic? That might be some of his finest work. It is. It, so here's the only thing I have to say on Christopher Walken. Now we are, as Dumbledore would say, we're leaving the world of fact and, and we're, whatever the quote is, we're sort of entering this world of speculation. It is worth noting on his negative column, he has long been suspected of murdering Natalie Wood. Oh yes. Which, which had long been strongly and widely suspected of being involved in the death of Natalie Wood, shall we say. Yeah. That has to play some role in his ranking. That's a good I point. Will, I will say, though, the idea of somebody like Christopher Walken, first of all, surviving the fact that, surviving that incident, like, and being a Hollywood entity intact, is remarkable. But the idea of somebody as odd and as unique as him having a viable Hollywood career for like 35, 40 years is so astounding. It makes no sense. It would be like if Steve Buscemi killed a guy and was still doing things. Yes. Yeah. And if Steve Buscemi were continuing to be Steve Buscemi or becoming more Steve <laughs> Buscemi over time and it's 2050 and we're still talking about Steve Buscemi. Which I suspect we might be. We might be, but interestingly, Steve Buscemi has tried to transition to be a less Buscemi-y yeah, Buscemi. Which is too whereas bad. Walken has only grown into his Walkenness as time has gone on. Chris, do you want to do a movie? Only if I can just be me. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That brings us to Ocho, numero Ocho. Mm-hmm. This is our first athlete on the list. Number okay. eight is point guard for the Houston Rockets, Chris Paul. A criminally underrated basketball player. I think it is truly criminal. He, I don't know, among among point guards that we've watched growing yeah. up, he's probably top, definitely top five, right? Well, the interesting thing about him is he is probably the, he's the only legitimate all-around point guard that I think we've seen in our time because we've had a couple of the only assist guys. So we had Jason Kidd was an literally only assist guy. Rajon Rondo was a, a only assist stat stuffing asshole, but also in the mold of only assists. Yeah. And he's been described by many people as the most selfish assist maker of all time. <laughs> and then we have some of these other scoring new era. point guards. Yeah. The scoring point guards. I, I mean, Russell Westbrook, I, is he a point? I guess he's not. James Harden, let's take as an example. James Harden is not a point guard. Sure, he theoretically played point for a while. I think Westbrook does or did for a while, but those guys are combo guards. They play yeah. the one and the two. Chris Paul is a very good old fashioned, like John Stockton. He is a, he's a damn point guard and he's been great for a long time. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's fun to watch. I love watching him play because he's so short. Yeah. He's just like, He's, he's done the, uh, the State Farm commercials. He had the, yeah. those cool commercials where he had like the twin brother with the mustache. I forgot about those. Those are great. Aren't they good? And he, like, yeah. he, he hangs out with Oscar from The Office in those commercials. He's, oh my, I forgot all about this. He's like, he's like a, one of the more like visible NBA stars that isn't like LeBron or Kobe yeah. or, I guess even Harden, but like, I think most people would, if, even if they couldn't say who he was, would recognize Chris Paul as a basketball player, which is more than you can say about a lot of guys in the NBA. Especially of that sort of second tier, like you said. Yeah. The NBA is such a superstar driven league yeah. that James Harden is the beard. LeBron is LeBron. And there's a couple other guys. And then it's, you know, Steph Curry is kind of his own beast. KD. But, but yeah, of that second group of people, there's not a lot of them that have 
the same kind of recognition that Chris Paul has. And I think the State Farm bit, now that you say it, is probably a big part of it. It helps a lot. And it's just cool that he plays like he, he was like the piece that the Rockets needed last year. And they, yeah. and with, I think with Chris Paul playing in the last two games of that series, I think they offed the Warriors. Cause it was really Chris Paul, like they burned him out the first five games of that series. And that's what yeah. did him in. It's just fun to watch his career because he was fun on the Clippers and he's been fun, uh, here. So big fan of Chris Paul. I really, that's a great pick. I like the Chris Paul pick. I also just, I want to give one little shout to the looks department. Chris Paul has got a great thing going for him, which is that he is equally as handsome as he is cute. Yeah. He's, he works as the handsome romantic lead and he also works as like the cute best friend. He's very charming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm into, I'm into Chris Paul. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on this. I like this pick. Good. That brings us. Pass number eight, which means <laughs> that it is time for the not top three. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Cue music. Play music now. Insert tape. Flip over. Okay. Music has now played. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Thank you, have to, you for playing music. Mike, we didn't just hear music, but you have to trust me. The music did play. The, the listener will hear the music in between. I got to tell you, I would never make it in the mocap or green screen world. Like, it just <laughs> Even if I held, like, me. a tennis ball on a stick in front of you, it wouldn't. Yeah. No. Like, telling me that's Dobby wouldn't work for me. I, I, it is kind of impressive, some of these actors, how they're able to do that. Anyways, we're in the not top three. Mm-hmm. First on the not top three, (laughs) I don't want to get too into, I don't want to go into this too far, but the first on the not top three is Chris Brown. You can't be hitting people. No. I, somebody brought up Chris Brown recently and it was gross. Chris Brown is an immensely talented person. Immensely talented. No question. Yeah, not a good person. And the difference between him and Christopher Walken here that I think we ought to draw because it would be natural to draw parallels here. We know Chris Chris Brown did this. There's no question. The Christopher Walken thing is, it's a mystery. Chris Brown is a bad person for sure. So that's that. Number two on our not top three. <laughs> Chris Davis. C-H-R-I-S Yeah, Davis. which one? Yeah, okay. Chris Davis, for those of you who don't follow Baltimore Orioles baseball, which is almost everybody. <laughs> yes. Had, a, was it like 2014 or 15? He hit almost 60 home runs in a year. Yeah. What do you hit? What did he finish? 56? 57 or 8. It was like, okay. it was, he was really close. He, all while hitting like 320 or something. It was like, yeah. he got tons of MVP votes. He was incredible. And then he signed this inc- like ridiculously lengthy contract. And this year, he was proven with statistics the worst player in professional baseball. He hit like 130 with an on base percentage of like 130 and a slugging percentage of about 130. 130. (laughs) It's like, it's, I think at this point, the worst contract in baseball. Like, I'd rather have Miguel Cabrera's contract, because even though he's not going to play half the time, when he does play, he's at least going to hit 250 and be on base 3 out of 10 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the teammates like, look to him as a leader and an elder statesman. He's He provides some sort of value. I want to take one quick step back on Chris Davis, just to talk about his career more broadly. So, correct, step in and correct me if I'm wrong here. So, Chris Davis is a big-time prospect with the Rangers in, like, 07. Right. He's, like, 20 years old, and people... He's knocking at the door of the big leagues. People are saying, this guy is the next big thing, right? He comes up, sucks. Yeah. He's, he's like, bad. Is ass. Yeah. Yeah, he is ass. Basically disappears... For, he, he has like some, he plays in the big leagues for a little bit. Yeah. But then kind of disappears, right? Mm-hmm. Reemerges with the Orioles. And once again, we will leave <laughs> these firm ground of fact and enter the world of speculation. So he disappears, reemerges like six years later with the Orioles as a Greek god 
and suddenly can hit a baseball, does what you've just described with all of these home runs, and then suddenly can't hit a baseball anymore. And weird. I think it's safe to say at this point, will never more no. hit the way he once did. No. So is that a safe? Is that a fair? That's a pretty good summary of Chris Davis's career for the lay the lay person. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I didn't really have another really good not top three Chris. So I I'm gonna just pick on somebody. <laughs> we like to tease him a little bit occasionally on this podcast before for being a little derivative in his writing style. The last one on here is Christopher oh, Paolini. I was gonna say, I just want to do Christopher Paolini. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel bad for putting him on this not top three, but he was the best I had. Well, he's like, he's a little Chris Davis-esque. A lot of early yeah. promise, and what have you done for me lately? It, and now that we say it, I'm pretty curious, like, what has he actually done for us lately? Uh, I didn't look. <laughs> Does he write still? Like, is he going to write something? Maybe he's like a uh, screenwriter now. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I'm sure he's getting that Aragon money. Just fine. Oh wow, he's bald. Uh-oh. Oh, that's weird. That's he's bald and has a beard. That's too bad. All right, I'm done with that. It's, it's depressing me. All right, so I'm I don't feel as bad anymore for putting him on the not top three. Do you have any okay. more, or should we keep on going? Well, let's keep going. <laughs> I like I really like the mix on that not top three. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a hodgepodge of bad Chris's. Yeah, there's a lot of different <laughs> reasons for being bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that brings us back to our, our original list. We're at number seven now. Number seven, it pains me to put him this low, and I'm sure you're going to protest strongly. Number seven is our good friend, Christopher Nolan. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, I don't know why I thought I could get away with putting him this low. Chris Nolan is arguably, a lot of people would, would snoozily disagree with us, but like you could make the case that he's the the greatest like active filmmaker right now, right? I think, like you said, there's the snooty class. I think... I would say Alfonso Cuaron has had the most, he is probably the person who checks the most boxes with the most people. Yeah. Because he's done everything from critical, critically acclaimed artsy stuff to big budget stuff. So I would say Alfonso Cuaron is probably the person you'd get the most agreement with across the spectrum. Or do you throw like he, Inaritu in that conversation maybe? <laughs> You see, maybe, but he's had too many movies that suck. Yeah, but you go back to back with best director. That's tough. Yeah. Or so, but I think like those are a couple people. Like Guillermo del Toro might get a couple votes, but then okay, so this is the these are the group of people who you'd get like wide buy in from more than just the Academy Awards goobers and more than just the Avengers goobers because you get the Avengers people will tell you a bunch of you know big picture people and then the academy people will tell you you know and to be i don't think we're i don't think we're seriously considering like spielberg and scorsese in these conversations because they just like do a movie when they feel like it and And they're also they're not of this era they're of a different time i think like the cohen brothers the cohen brothers would be on this yeah they're they're sort of their own beast like they're a little bit different also they don't give a shit yeah so there's this is a small list of people who actually generate critical acclaim and box office revenue, and in any conversation about this, Christopher Nolan is is on that list and somewhere around the top five. And on a personal note, yeah, probably both of our favorite filmmakers. Like, yeah, he, he's I'm there's there are no movies he's made that I don't absolutely love. I can't think even of when they piss you off, right? I I would like to rewrite the third act of Interstellar, but even with that, that movie works so well. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I do think Christopher Nolan is one of those people who, I will not be shocked if in 30 years we find out that his brother Jonah was actually the genius. <laughs> like, yeah. you know how people found that out about, was it Lawrence Kasdan? Is he the guy who wrote Star, Star Wars. Wars movies? And all of a sudden everybody realized that he was actually the genius behind all of that. Like, yeah. if it turns out that it's not Chris Nolan, I actually would be kind of not totally surprised if like his wife Emma Thomas was the genius or something. Yeah. But for right now, going on all the intel we can, this is the guy who is driving this incredible run of success. Because for all of the complaints people give his movies for weird continuity lapses and whatever else people might get get on him for, his his filmography is, and please, it's following Memento, 
Insomnia. Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk. It's a pretty good list there. Like, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. No, he's, he's a, he's a, a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He also, I think the things, the thing that I love most about Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker is that he tries to do something different than other filmmakers have done in every one of his films. And he tries to do something different from what he has done in every one of his films. Yeah. That's what I really like about him. Yeah. His movies all feel very different. Even in, even in the Batman series. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. We might have to revisit where he is here. But I, I like him on this list. I like him probably a little bit higher, but I like him on this list. He definitely doesn't get points in the looks department. He's not a handsome man. No. This this next guy is also not really a handsome man. In fact, he kind of uh-huh. looks like an alien. Number six is your your hero, your Boston Red Sox, Chris Sale. Mm. The, he's high on this list because before he got hurt this year, he was unquestionably... You could question it. He was with little question... The greatest, <laughs> the best pitcher in baseball. And I think it was like by a pretty sizable margin, if you ask me. And he's just come off winning his first World Series ring. This guy is smoking hot right now. And he's yeah. an absolute delight to watch. Yeah, he is an absolute delight to watch. I think for the baseball fans and non-baseball fans alike out there, it's important to just put yourself in the position of of, of a hitter. So you're 60 feet, 6 inches from a pitcher. And that's from the rubber. So that you're theoretically 60 feet, 6 inches from the pitcher. But you're not. You're not really because the pitcher is stepping in front of the rubber and because their release point is not at the rubber. So any amount of distance that can be decreased by the pitcher is huge in the amount of time you have to react as a hitter. So if the pitcher has a long stride, less time to react. If the pitcher has a long arm... Less time to react. If the pitcher has a late release, less time for you to re- react as a hitter. If the pitcher can do anything to hide what the pitch is before they release, less time for you to process whatever that pitch is. Like there's, and there's a lot of if yes. the pitcher can throw all of his pitches in the same exact arm slot. So in other yes. words, it looks like he's doing the same arm motion every single time. So you can't guess early. Then you're. So now if you have a pitcher that does all of those things and delivers in an extremely unconventional herky-jerky kind of motion and, like, cut, throws kind of sidearm so that the ball looks like it's coming from, like, behind you if you're a lefty. And throws all of those pitches really hard and incredibly effectively. You're in deep shit if all those things yes. are true. And all those things are true <laughs> with Chris Sale. Like, the dude is... is like a, He's especially fun to watch because... Every time he throws, you're like, that guy's going to fall apart like a fucking Tinker Toy set. Well, you've been saying that for years. Like, you very correctly and very fairly told me before the Sox got him, like, dude, enjoy it while he's on the mound. He's never going to last. Because you watch him, and it doesn't make sense. I was saying that when he was a rookie closing for the White Sox, (laughs) and he was shutting down the Tigers, like, ten times a year. And I was like, this is really fun for the White Sox, but like this yeah. guy is not going to have a major league career. His arm is going to detach from his body. And he's proven me wrong for like 10 years now. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but but he, I think he deserves to be on this list just because of where he is in the sport right now and the fact that he's coming off of his first World Series win in a pretty prolific career already, a Hall of Fame trajectory career. Agreed. I also think the last thing I'd want to say for him, having now had the pleasure of watching him as a fan for a year or two years now, is that he is psychotic. Oh, he's a lunatic. He's an absolute lunatic. But he's a lunatic who holds himself accountable to the nth degree at all times. That's so important for you Boston fans. Yeah, it's it's been really frustrating the last... It was frustrating the past few years to have our pitching staff populated by Josh Beckett, just bums like Josh Beckett, Clay Buckholtz, David Price. These guys who would go out there and tell you what a great game they had when they gave up seven runs and all of these guys being either coached on the pitching staff or actually having as their, as their manager, 
John Farrell, who once said of a David Price performance in which he gave up, I believe, six earned runs, that he had great shape to his secondary pitches. All right. (laughs) It was a real joy to have Chris Sale in town. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. He was number six. Mm-hmm. Number five. In retrospect, this feels like a little bit, a little bit of a homer pick for me, but I put him high because he's the only musician that's going to appear on this list. <laughs> you're you're giggling because you know it's about to happen. Number five is my homeboy Chris Martin. If you don't know him by name, Chris Martin is the lead singer and frontman for the band Coldplay, which you may have heard of. Mm-hmm. Now. I realize there's some bias in this because Coldplay is my probably my second favorite band, and I've seen them twice, and I, I just love everything that they produce. But Chris Martin is on a short list, I think, of like calling Coldplay rock is kind of disingenuous. Chris Martin is a, a one of a, few, a handful of like notable rock band frontmen that people actually know who he is. Probably one of like I actually it might be one of one right now. Like, well, you know oh, Dave Grohl. I know Dave Grohl because of you mainly. Like, I people know Dave Grohl, but everybody Brandon knows Flowers. Chris Martin. People, everybody. Ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think I think stick to your original thought. Like Chris. Martin my point is, is my point. It's a it's a short list, and Chris. Yeah. People know who Chris Martin is. The dude yeah. played the played the super bowl was it last two yeah. years ago yeah whatever it was so like even if you don't want to call like Coldplay a rock band call him a pop band like they're a conventional band and then and yeah. then you can put him in the same conversation as like an adam levine but like people know who he is and yeah. his name is chris and he makes he's been making great music for a long time a really long time and just as you were saying that chris nolan is always trying something different what i love so much about Coldplay is that all of their albums are distinctly Coldplay albums. You could never mistake their music for someone else's. And yet, well, if you, well, I want you to finish your thought, and then I want to ask you a question. Are we talking about the Joe Satriani thing with Viva La Vida? No. Oh, they didn't steal that. But the the point is that if you're if you listen to Coldplay even moderately, you can very easily tell their albums apart just by listening to it, which is really cool. They've got a distinct sound for all of their albums. That's why Chris Martin is this high. And I just fell in love with him when he did Carpool Karaoke. He was very, very funny. Well, all right. So I'll give you my... You've you've done an admirable job of giving us the Chris Martin as rock star pitch, which I think is the main pitch. I want to add one other thing in the pro column, which is that he is no longer associated with Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. which is a huge plus because Gwyneth Paltrow is, and this is very much the Mona Lisa Saperstein voice, the worst. <laughs> she is the worst. And I'm very glad that he's no longer associated with her. So that's another plus for him. Here's my question. I'm I'm not in the Coldplay haters camp, but I am in the, I don't totally get why we don't just look at them as a U2 ripoff. So I need you to tell me why Coldplay is not a U2 ripoff. And feel free to tell me that I'm just the unwashed who's only listened to the hits. And that's my problem. Because if that's my problem, that's my problem. I listen to a lot of U2 because they're very similar bands. Mm -hmm. But I think Coldplay has actually done a better, a much better job of what I just said. Because like you give and to be fair, I don't know U2 as much as I know Coldplay. Yeah. But U2 has remained relatively stagnant not stagnant but like they've kept the same sound for what how long have they been making music like yeah like when they were younger like their first albums like sound a little you know there's his voice has changed over time but i really think that coldplay has done much more innovation than u2 has because coldplay's first album is an acoustic guitar and a set of drums their second one they start layering in like a lot of piano and synth stuff this most recent album is hard. It's barely recognizable except for Chris Martin's voice. Like that's the constant. And like Viva La Vida, that album is like a ridiculous number of percussion instruments. And then right after he broke up with Gwyneth Paltrow, that whole album is like super synth heavy and like very mellow. Like it's everything they do is super different. And I just don't think you could make that kind of case for you too. Granted, they've got pretty similar sounds and I, it's funny, you should listen to Chris Martin try to 
sing U2 songs, it doesn't work. You can't really replicate what Bono does. And it's kind of there funny, because you you would expect it to be okay, but Bono had to to duck out of a U2 show one night, and Chris Martin happened to be there and stood in for him, and I had watched the, the concert, and it was not very good, which is kind of funny. So I think they're similar bands, but very different at the same time. This is, again, I, coming from a serious Coldplay stand. Well, I really liked that tactic you've employed there, which was instead of really arguing to me why Coldplay is not a U2 ripoff, you actually turned that argument around and put me on my heels so that I have to defend U2. That was very that was very well done, my friend. Well, like I said, I really like Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. So I put Chris Martin at five, and I think he's kind of hot in, in like yeah. a, in an artist kind of way. A specific... Excuse me. A specific kind of way. I like the gap in his teeth, actually. Yeah. I think it's very it's very charming. I like that a lot. All right. Now we're getting into like what people think of when they think of the Chris Wars. Right now, I have Captain America, Chris Evans at number four. I think that is appropriate for several reasons. I would say the big ones are that I think he's very overrated from a looks standpoint. Oof. Just broadly speaking, I think he's Oof. too plain... <laughs> He's very plain looking. He embodies to me very much the Jennifer Aniston ideal, which I know is one of yours, <laughs> which is that he is a very high expression of the boy next door look. But to me, he's just not that interesting to look at. <sighs> Whereas your Jason Momoa's, for example, Jason Momoa to me, I, he's so interesting to look at that I naturally find him more attractive than a Chris Evans in the same way that I find a Sofia Vergara more attractive than a Jennifer Aniston. So that's, that's one reason that I think Chris Evans should rank low on the like true Chris Wars heart of this thing. The other is he's coming off what is unquestionably his weakest performance as an Avenger. Yeah. Well, I think to be fair an infinity war is the hottest he's been. Cause I really like the beard Yes, that because it brought him out of the yeah. kind of boring boy yeah, next yeah, door yeah. look. That's a little fair. Bit. I think even without the beard, he's smoke show. But I really love the beard. I shed a tear as did he in the End Game trailer when it was clear that he had had shaven. Mm-hmm. But the reason he's this low is because his turn, you, like you said it, his turn as Captain America in Infinity War was blasé at best. And, and also just like his general body of work doesn't quite stack up to some of the Chris's on this list. Like he was, he has bit roles in uh, a really great movie called Sunshine, another really one, really good one called Snowpiercer. Yep. He was he in. He plays a superhero named, uh, uh, Fire Guy. Something like that. Something like Fire Guy. He was in, uh, he was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Allegis. He was really good in that. Yeah. He was, he was, that's one of my favorite things he's ever done. But yeah. Allegis made me, wanted me to point out that there's a Netflix movie that he, like, wrote and directed that is, like, she, by her words, a pretty cheesy, or a really bad, like, good, rom-com you know what i mean like wow i kind of like that though i like the idea of him writing that it kind of reminds me of how zach braff when he was done with scrubs just like did that kind of thing and like broadway stuff like kind of Mm -hmm. went out of his his wheelhouse a little bit it's cool i'm just saying like if you look at his resume it's not as varied as some of the other dudes on this list and it's not as recently skewed as some of these other guys i'm curious what slightly older no tights, less good-looking Chris Evans, what that career looks like. I am too, especially because he's made it so painfully clear that he's ready for that and he's tired of being Captain America. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna say, like, ugh, I'm tired of this shit, like, you better have something good coming. And I'm ex- and I, I believe he, he probably can. Well, that's the thing. Like, a Steve Carell is a good example. I think I've heard, I've heard different people have different opinions on how effectively he's made this transition my dad is a major non-office steve carell hater but i know which is just a terrible take how dare he i know but there's nobody out there who can credibly say steve carell hasn't brought it in the next phase he he was clearly ready to be done with michael scott he made it known he got out of there and he didn't just go do michael scott again and again 
So for Chris Evans, where he's clearly ready to do that next thing, it's let's see what you got. Let's bring it. Let's do something different. I can't wait, and I have all all the confidence in the world in him. Yeah, I'm with you. It's time to really zing through some honorable mentions because I have quite a few here. Yep, and I've broken them out into broken them into groups. First group: athletes. Okay. Uh, he's no longer active. Chris Anderson, the Birdman. You might remember him playing wow. for the Nuggets. Yeah. Yes, he was a K, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chelios, famous uh, mm. former Chicago Blackhawk, Detroit Red Wing, now owns a chain of chili restaurants called Chelly's Chili Bar. Oh, of course he does. Uh, number three, Chris Bosch. You might remember him from the Big Three in Miami, and he yep. played for the Raptors for a long time. He's actually a really he- interesting guy. I've listened to a couple podcasts with him, and he's cool. I like that he's the one that stayed in Miami after all that was over. I was like, hey, I like it here. I also really like that he both... Looks like Sideshow Bob. Yes. And looks like an actual dinosaur, which is so... That's, like, the best The best one is that he played for the Raptors and actually looks like a dinosaur. That's why Andrew McCutcheon is so likable, because he looked like a pirate when he played for the Pirates. <laughs> that, I gotta say, you've been very you've been very loyal to that take, and you're so right. That's one of the best takes I've ever had. I have to it's stick like to it. It's like maybe your best take is that Andrew McCutcheon just actually looks like a pirate. Well, he did when, before he cut his hair. Well, yes. Yeah. All right, actors. Uh, Chris Lloyd, a.k.a. Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Yep. Chris Tucker, a.k.a. You know how to use one of these? <laughs> yep. Chris O'Donnell, a.k.a. Robin and Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy rusted metal, Batman. Holy triple sock cow. Also, <laughs> inexplicably, Robin in Batman Forever. <laughs> he was just, they just, like, recycled him. Utterly inexplicable. Though you're getting it backwards. It's the other way around, but it's inexplicable oh. regardless. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. still inexplicable. No, still ridiculous. Chris Columbus, not that Chris Columbus. The Chris the other, Columbus. The Harry Potter Chris Columbus. Harry Potter and Home Alone Chris Columbus. Good, A very good Chris. Very good Chris. And of course, Chris... Oh, wait. He's not an actor. I guess I put him under actors because he's a TV personality. Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> My mom thinks he's sexy, which is very funny. Met him in person uh, on campus of the school he went to. Super nice. Hmm. I, I, he seems like a really nice guy, and he seems like he's having fun. He's also actually, I, and this is something people have conflicted opinions on. I think he's an outstanding analyst. I really like him as an analyst. I don't know about that, because I don't know anything about football, yeah. but I like listening to him. That's yeah. enough for me. He, at the very least, you can tell that he has a sense yeah. for when to talk, when not to. Like, I think <laughs> there's, even if you don't know exactly what he should be saying, having a good broadcast sense would come through to, to you. Yes, agreed. A couple of fictional Chris's that wouldn't have counted <laughs> anyways, but I just wanted to rattle them off. Uh, Christopher Robin. <laughs> I was hoping he'd make an appearance, even though he's not allowed. Did you see Christopher Robin? No. We'll be discussing it in... uh and the 2018 Topskers, assuming it doesn't get nominated for one, because it may. It was a delight for someone who is our age and not for kids. One of the greatest Chris's of all time, I wish we were including him actually on the list, Chris Traeger. Mm, Chris Traeger. And possibly, probably my favorite, even more than Chris Traeger, is uh, Chris Turk from Scrubs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I gotta, I'm probably, I ride for Chris Traeger. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an Ant Perkins guy, yeah. ultimately, but I do love Turk. I'm a I'm a scrub stan, and so I have to to stand for Turk. But uh, how many times can I say stan in this podcast? Let's find out. All know. right, and then uh, some deceased Chris's that I wanted to throw up there. Chris Farley, yes, incredible fat guy in a little coat. Yep, Chris Cornell. <sighs> That's fuck. That still makes me sad. I really miss him. Christopher Lee. Did well, you say Lee? Yeah. Christopher Lee? The all-time greats. Yes. As a musician or as an actor. Pick one. <laughs> and Christopher Reeve, of course. Ah, yeah. Christopher Reeve. Hmm. Another, these are sad. You're kind of making me sad now. I'm remembering all these great Chris's who died. Let's get back into the, the top three, because the top three <laughs> okay. are great, and we got to move. So yep. number three of our, of our 2018 Chris Wars is Mr. Chris Pratt. Okay, I'm really glad because this, to me, means that you got the top two right. Yeah. The thing about Chris Pratt, he's stupid funny. He's stupid funny. But 
as we saw in Avengers Infinity War, he's not the hottest Chris out there. And no, no, no. <laughs> and and I just I I think it's just a sour taste in my mouth. I just it yeah, I just didn't really like him in Jurassic World. I thought he was one of the better parts of that movie, and I still didn't really like it. And wait, is Jurassic World the one that I just saw? Yeah. Well, okay, sorry, well, Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. Oh yeah, or as <laughs> my good friend Nate has re- referred to it, Jurassic Fart <laughs> Fallen Scrotum. I That's still apt. don't know why that ever made sense in his demented mind, but I love it. I think it's I think it's applic- applicable to that movie. Yeah. But he said it before he saw that movie is the most important thing. He just it he sounded knew. melodious to him. I think the thing with Chris Pratt is he's definitely a top three Chris right now because he's yeah. an undisputed movie star. Like, he's a yeah. movie star. The fact that he's headlining Avengers movies and Jurassic Park movies is a testament to his ridiculous earning power. He just yeah. got done with the... Not just got done, but was on... Had a, a, a Hall of Fame run on Parks and Rec. Yeah. He's one of the best Chris's around right now, and he just loses points for not being as hot as some of the other Chris's on this list, really, is is what it comes down to. I don't know. I think he also... So he's he's on a little bit of a, for him, a relative cold streak. He The Star-Lord storyline in Avengers was horrific. Tough. Not his fault, but it was terrible. The what is it, Dosekis or whatever commercials he's doing are kinda like whatever. Oh, wait, wasn't he in a Michelob commercial in the Super Bowl that was really funny? That actually was pretty good, but the the campaign has continued. Yeah. He's on some and it's like, okay, whatever. So he's for him kind of on a cold streak. He's lost the glow of being married to one of Hollywood's most likable people in Anna Ferris. Mm. Like he's he is for him on a relative Relative, yeah. Relative downturn. But he was extraordinary, <laughs> like absolutely extraordinary on Parks and Rec. He can rap every single word to Forgot About Dre. He was sneakily fantastic as Scott Hatterberg yeah. in Moneyball, like really vulnerable and really good. For me, the question that I pose for Chris Evans is even more interesting for Chris Pratt of what this looks like for him next is he just gonna do jurassic fart 17 through 100 he could but i think he is a really pretty singularly talented guy and i would love to see what he can do as best friend number two sensitive love interest guy with drug problem like there's there are some roles out there that i actually think he could really sink his teeth into and be really good at i can't wait until he is the dad on a tv show someday yeah i'd love but like life lesson imparting dad not like, just goofy dad like bob saget know dad he- not like yeah yeah because we know he can be goofy dad right but i'd love to see him as life lesson imparting. i think dad. he could do both and that's what's so cool about him but yeah anyways that's number two or that was number three. Number two is Mr. Chris Pine. I, this is the craziest thing that I've ever felt because wind the clocks back five years. Oh yeah. I would, I didn't even want Chris Pine on any list that appeared anywhere. And I'm now stunned. He's not number one. Listen, Chris Pine people. Let's just, let's just recap some of the shit he's done lately. Yeah. He headlined a Star Trek franchise that has been heralded as really good and not and should have been terrible there's nothing that makes any sense about those being good or enjoyable or anything positive and yet there were all those things Mm -hmm. he was in well first of all he was steve trevor and was incredible opposite gal gadot and wonder woman that movie that movie doesn't work if their band of misfits doesn't work it especially doesn't work so he's the, he's the linchpin of the band of misfits. Like they don't make sense logistically or emotionally without him because you need him to explain why all the characters are the way that they are to Gal Gadot. But he also just needs to bring them together. But that whole movie doesn't make sense if we as viewers don't legitimately believe in the importance of what Diana is saying 
or like we don't if we don't give proper credence to her way of looking at the world and we just laugh at it then this is just a fish out of water comedy and it's not very useful but he plays the character so well that we as viewers actually kind of take time to listen to what she has to say while at the same time ultimately seeing the foolishness of some of her beliefs and he does that not as much as she does but he does it almost as much as she does no it's a perfect balancing act and to quote him in the movie he's above average which is the funniest meta commentary slash in movie joke like that was incredible very good and then to round out his recent resume and this is the one that really sold me on him yeah hell or high water don't want to talk about it this is one of those movies like 310 to yuma you just need to go see yeah and it completely sold me on on chris pine as an actor i was so shocked yeah that that was him every part of that just i was like wait is that yep is that Captain Kirk? So good. Um, and then he was recently in that, uh, he's in, he's been in a Netflix movie that just came out. So he's, he's active. He's on a heater. He's super hot. Yeah. He just happens to be a little less hot and on a little bit less of a heater than Chris Hemsworth is the only problem. Yeah. So g- give us some Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth is, I think you could make the case the sexiest man alive. He is short, short hair Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Bearded, let me be most specific. Bearded, dark, short haired Chris Hemsworth is as good looking as human beings can be. Yeah. And the thing about him is that even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't want to play his full advantage, like long haired Thor Hemsworth is way, way up there. And I don't think he's porn hot. He's like a, he looks like a, he should be in cheesy 80s pornography. Right, he's like a characterized ideal of a sex god, right? And, yeah. and I don't think that Chris Pine could do long hair like Hemsworth does. He obviously no, can, definitely not. He obviously can do like the beard and short hair, but Hemsworth and and then Hemsworth is just like he's on top of the world right now. He's Thor and Ragnarok. He was a huge part of Infinity War. He's obviously going to be a big part of endgame and i just saw the first uh sneak peek of they're rebooting the men in black franchise and it's him and tessa thompson like he was um like the best part of that ghostbusters reboot a few years ago he's really really funny i the only thing that's missing from hemsworth and the only reason i considered putting him below pine is that i've yet to see hemsworth really sell me on his like serious dramatic acting chops but I have all the confidence in the world that he can do it. And that's why I have him at number one right now. But importantly, I, so I, I, I think your take is all right. The only thing is if he is not a strong, serious, dramatic actor, I'm okay with that because he has shown extreme flexibility in what he does in the less serious realms that if that's where he lives and that's his zone, I'm okay with that. No, it, I would I would like it to see him do something a little bit different. And I like to think that that would raise his ceiling on this list or any list. But I'm, I'm okay if he's really sexy slash, you know, badass and really funny. Like, he's got those things down. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He does that as well as literally anybody and I, and I think he's still number one i just like that's the one thing that pine over ha- has over him right now but on the flip side yeah. pine isn't nearly as funny as hemsworth is yeah. so or at least we haven't seen that so that's where we're at right now with the chris wars do you have any additions to this list i know you have, have one we talked about at the top of the hour yeah i i mean i think you got the list just right i think i would like christoph vaults to get an honorable mention i actually think ultimately he's a christoph and I think that actually puts him in a class all his own. Mm. But I do think he deserves an honorable mention. I think he's somebody who's also on a little bit of a cold streak right now because his thing has gotten a little bit old. His thing was so shocking and so great in Inglorious Bastards and then so weird and great in Django. But at this point, it's kind of just what's happening. It definitely felt overdone in Spectre. I was not... like. The fact that they fucked that up somehow is really distressing. 
Especially because he comes out of central casting for that role. Right. So that was a little bit alarming. But overall, Christoph Waltz is outstanding and deserves a little bit of a special mention. One person that I would argue I think deserves a place on this list is Chris Long. So from the athlete department, Chris Long, for those who don't know, is the son of NFL Hall of Famer. I believe Hall of Famer. Howie Long. I think he's in the, I think he's in the hall. Yeah, he's got to be. So Howie Long's son he has taken a pretty strong stance on social justice issues. So obviously the NFL has had all these, you know, this back and forth between the players, the owners, the predominantly white fan base, the largely black players. Like there's, there's just been, it's been a mess the way the NFL has handled its approach to social justice issues. And Chris Long has been a guy who has, said a lot and has put his money where his mouth is he donated i believe every one of his game checks last year to early education i think was kind of his major initiative was helping educate kids and i just i love the way the guy has used his platform he has defended colin kaepernick he's defended a lot of people who have had a lot to say uh, and not everybody would agree with his take on that but there's no question the guy has backed up what he had to say. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. He's also an outstanding football player and pulled off a pretty remarkable double Super Bowl where he wins a Super Bowl with the Patriots, switches allegiance, goes to the Eagles, and wins another Super Bowl. The dude is on a heater right now. He also has some pretty dope-ass tattoos. Like, he's kind of got it all going for him. He's got the nice guy thing, like, you know, helping people out. He's got the smart guy thing where he's got a lot to say and is really interesting. He's got the savvy businessman move somehow backdooring his way onto two Super Bowls that he didn't really earn on the field. And he's got the bad boy tattoo look. I, I'm a, I'm all in on Chris Long. You've convinced me. I didn't know all this about Chris Long, but I want him on the list now. I think it's good to have a bit of a philanthropist on here. Because I'm sure a lot of these other people do charitable work, but not yeah. that I know of that you just discussed with him. Yeah, I would. I think it might make sense to, for reasons of outstanding suspicions, hmm. plop him right in where Christopher Walken is. I think that's fair. I like that. And then do you want to reorder it all? I would move. I would probably move Chris Sale down a little bit. Chris Paul, Chris Nolan up a little bit and Chris Martin down a little bit. So I might go, so I would go like Ra, Long, Martin, Sale, Paul, Nolan, and then where you went from there. Mm, I don't know about putting Martin below Sale just because like if you say Chris Martin, I think people- No, no, Martin is above Sale. Oh, who do you have Martin Let's Let's work from the top. We want to work from the top. That's usually better. So Hemsworth, I think, is one. No question. Yeah. I think think your top four is is right. Okay. Um, Then I would go Nolan at five. Then I would go Chris Paul. Then I would go Chris Martin. Okay. I think that's fair. Then Eh, I would put... I don't know. Martin is like not at the peak of his career, but near it. And Paul is kind of... Although he's famous and definitely like on the down word a little bit definitely like close to the end of his career i don't know i'm sorry i i really feel strongly about chris martin okay would you where would you like to see him then i think it's i think it's six i think we go nolan then martin then paul or i I had sale originally above paul but we can do paul then sale i think that that's i would i would go that way yeah that's fair and then and then long and rock yeah Let's do that then. I think that that's, uh, that's the play. I think that's the definitive how you would rank the Chris Wars right now. That's how I would rank the Chris Wars, damn it. So I'll recap and we'll get out of here. Number 10, the comedian Chris Rock with his recent Netflix special and new look. Number 9, Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champion and philanthropist and tattooed bad boy. Number 8, World Series champion and human trebuchet Chris Sale. Number seven, State Farm Advocate, Houston Rocket, Chris Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that'll be the first thing in his... Yeah. (laughs) On his resume. His article after he dies, yes. (laughs) Paul was a State Farm Advocate for... Yeah. Number six, Chris Martin, the rock uh, or pop god somewhere in there. Number five... Chris Nolan, the uh, the great filmmaker. Number four, Captain America himself, Chris Evans. 
Number three, Jurassic Fart star Chris Pratt, <laughs> a.k.a. Andy Dwyer. Number two, that sexy beast Chris Pine. And number one, that somehow sexier beast Chris Hemsworth. Ooh! Ooh, baby. That's that, Mike. So, do you want to tell the folks where they can where they can find us? I think I would like to do that. <laughs> so, they can find us. <laughs> I really got to write this down. So Rooney! I gotta write this down so I'm just reading this off and not trying to remember every time. Um, so, <laughs> so people should reach us on all the channels where we exist. So if you want to <laughs> listen to the podcast, you should listen on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think I got that part right. Yeah. If you want to email us, yep. we are top10, so that's top and then 10 spelled out, T-E-N-K-M, at gmail.com. Yep. Send us whatever the hell you got there. If you want to check us out on Twitter, it's the same thing. Our handle is top10KM, so it's at top, T-E-N-K-M. We are not yet on Instagram, but we are working on it. Yep. And will be shortly. Yep. Uh, where else are we? I think, I think those are the, those are the big ones. The thing is, like, we, we routinely check all of these things. So, like, if you yeah. send us something, you're gonna get mentioned on our, on one of our mistakes pods. By the way, that's coming up hot here. And it's great. You know, like, we always said on the pre-recording, like, this is our top 10, but there's an asterisk for a reason, and we want to hear your thoughts on it. So, please. Yes, and we have heard from you on your albums, and yeah. we will be getting that pot out to you shortly. Yep. So, But keep sending them if you got them. Yeah, please do. We're still we're still working on that one. The last thing, uh, Kevin McLeod composed our theme and not top three music, and as always... Our artwork was uh, put together by Erin Sant. And she does have an Instagram. She's at Sant Design. That's that, Mike. We're done for this week. I'll see you next time. All right. Adios. Toot that thing up. Mommy, make it roll. Once you pop, lock, drop it for me, girl, get low. If your mama gave it to you, baby girl, let it show.